This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Brian, it is now time for our listener mailbag. It is our favorite part of the show where we turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners for their questions via Twitter and elsewhere. Before we do that, I need to say thank you once again to our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. We're going to be going out to Boomer Jacks very soon. Hopefully I have an announcement on that front for you guys here shortly. Uh, but you don't have to wait for us. You guys can head out there all on your own. You may even see us out there. Uh, best days to go, I think, are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays, it's half-rice bone and wings. Wednesdays, it's half-rice boneless wings. But really, any other day of the week will do because they got great drink specials starting at $3, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, wonderful atmosphere, the coldest beer in the Metroplex, the coldest beer anywhere, really. Uh, it's just an incredible atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, whether it's you know happy hour drinks with the coworkers, a place to watch the game with your buddies, or somewhere just to have dinner with your family. Boomer Jacks is the perfect spot. So check them out. There's 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. First question for you here, Brian from Chase, wanting to know how did Damone Clark look? You know, he only got eight snaps against Green Bay. Saw a lot of Michael Parsons at linebacker because that yesterday, a lot more involved at linebacker, freed up Mike Parsons to rush a little bit. But how did he play overall? Felt like he played pretty well. You know, he's getting more comfortable with his responsibilities. Um, I think he's seeing things a little bit better. Um, you know, they're going to need him to play well. They really are. I mean, with, you know, Leighton Vanderush, I think is, you know, he's like a 50-50 player. Anthony Barr is a 50-50 player. Um, you know, it's it just there's times where it, it, it looks good and other times it's been a struggle. And I think that with, with Clark – He's very capable. He's a big game player. He's one of those kids that, you know, he's he's really they they love him in the organization. You know, he's battled back from a difficult injury. You know, you could tell the physicality which he plays with when he steps up and makes a tackle. The ball carrier's not falling for extra yards and stuff like that. So, I think he's feeling a lot more comfortable with his game. I think he's feeling a lot more comfortable in the scheme, and I think the coaches just need to keep playing him. Because I think he's going to come up with a play or two for you uh, when these when one of these games when you really need him. Next question here from uh, one of our loyal listeners, uh, Aisha Morrison, who's actually uh, got a podcast with DallasCowboys.com, which she does with Jane Slater, Jess Navarez, uh, 
a lot of great folks over there, Kelsey Charles, Haley Sutton. So uh, go check that out, Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Uh, but Aisha says one of the biggest issues from the linebackers is how much depth they give up before making yeah. the goal. With Clark emerging and Anthony Barr coming back, how would you address getting better consistent play at the linebacker position, Brian? Yeah, just what we talked about, Aisha, that that whole thing with with Clark is, you know, I mean, they when the when it when the ball comes running downhill at these linebackers, I mean, it is they're doing their best to scrape and get to where they need to be. And I'll tell you what, though, sometimes, you know, the down guys not holding not holding those blocks up and then they're making these they're making these linebackers have to run the hump. And when I mean run the hump is if you if these defensive linemen get pushed up the field and they're instead of just going flat, they're having to go at a deeper depth. And, you know, that's they've had some with Parsons is overrun. They've had some where uh, where uh, El, uh, Leighton is overrun, bars overrun. You know, that's the thing about it is that, you know, they and there were some times yesterday when the Vikings ran the ball that they had some of the same issues. You know, you, you got away with it yesterday because of how the game went. But, man, I'll be interested to see what happens with the Giants because they're making these linebackers have to play at depth and then really try and flatten things out. And, you know, if they if they go too far, the ball comes behind them. And it's it's been some, been some problems. So, you know, I think a lot of it starts with what's going on up front and allowing those guys to um, – you know, those guys not, you know, allowing them a little bit more flatness, a little bit more freedom not to have to deal with blocks so they can get to the ball. Last uh, last linebacker question for you, here, Brian, uh, for you here, Brian. Question from Trey Hicks. I noticed Jabril Cox was PFF's second graded defender, second highest graded defender of the game. He only played seven snaps, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, his performance in seven snaps stand out to you at all? Is he executing differently or looking more impressive? No, I mean he's fine. I mean they, they, you know, they're they're in they're in a game situation where, you know, the backups are in there and all that, and that's good. I mean he's going to get opportunities to, to play. I, you know, when you ask, when you ask questions about it's, you know, it, it you know, he he's a guy that really kind of struggled against the run. You know, he yeah. wasn't a great run defender at LSU, and you know they're trying to kind of get him back into that mode of. Special teams. You know, we've seen some stuff. We've seen some special teams that have made some guys, you know, better players. I think Kelvin Joseph has become a better player because of his work on special teams. He'll yeah. get the coverage stuff, but you see an aggressiveness to his game because of special teams. I think that's what they're trying to think about with Jabril Cox. You know, throw him in there, let him have some action. Let him see if he can cover kicks. Let him see if he can make some tackles. Let him see if he can, you know, and take advantage of some things. But, you know, their their lack of desire to play him, um, you know, could be because of because, you know, they you know, he needs to learn what he needs to do. And, you know, they maybe they don't trust him with the assignments quite yet, even though we've played, you know, eleven weeks now. You know, you have to find a way to to kind of earn your opportunities. And like I said, I think, I think Joseph has done a really good job of, you know, taking those special teams reps and, and making it into like, okay, you can play me on D you can play me on defense bland, same way, you know, give me get good special teams reps and then you can play. I think that's, I think they're still trying to get 
uh, Jabril Cox over the hump on that. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Question here from Greg Burnett. After 10 games, what is y'all's confidence level in Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele as the starting tackles in 2023 and beyond? Brian, I know you were not the biggest Terrence Steele fan coming into this season. I know you felt a lot better about the way he's played. Tyler yeah. has been pretty steady at left tackle. I think the Cowboys probably feel great about where their tackles are at for the future. Yeah, I, I think they do too. And I wouldn't be one bit surprised that they try to extend Terrence Steele. And I think Terrence Steele would probably be pretty smart just to, to keep going and see how the season ends for him. But He's a much better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. Not to say he's a bad pass blocker, but his run blocking is absolutely legitimate. You know, and you know, you get into a game where maybe you have to throw the ball 48, 50 times, that kind of exposes him on stuff. But when you when you can run the football, he is athletic. Him and Zach Martin do a really good job shoulder to shoulder combo blocks, second level blocks, getting on the outside. Uh, you know, he's been very impressive playing that way. I think they're. I think you're right. I think they're. I think they're confident going forward that Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele could be their tackles in 2023. Do you think that they they've been? I, I know people have still been critical of like the Amari Cooper move and some things like that. But do you think they've been proven correct on their decision to just roll with Steele and move on from Lyle Collins? Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. And I think this offensive line will be even better when they get Tyron Smith back as well and but they, they the justification to move on from Collins to move on from Randy Gregory you know there's there were some some situations now we'll see they have to go get you know potentially go get Odell Beckham to help the wide receiver crew but I mentioned on Sunday man these guys did a good job of going and snatching the football that's what you get from Odell Beckham but I think that this this front office is looking really really good for the Randy Gregory move. They're looking really, really good for the, uh, you know, well, Randy's signing on his own. That's really him, but, you know, not getting that done. The Collins move, I think, is making them look good right now. We'll see what happens with Amari Cooper, especially if they get uh, Odell Beckham. But uh, the front office, I think, has done a pretty solid job. Last question for uh, you specifically here, Brian, uh, somebody who grew up a big uh, Cowboys fan. has been around the league for uh, several years. Ralph wants to know what is your favorite Cowboys Thanksgiving game memory? Uh, nineteen seventy four. Clint Longley was, is playing against the Washington Redskins in a game at Texas Stadium. Roger Staubach, who gets concussed in the game, and the Cowboys just you know it's it was a heated rivalry, a bitter rivalry between the Redskins and the Cowboys. Uh, at that time, and and you know George Allen and and uh, and Tom Landry. I mean, there was a lot of hate between the two cities, the two teams. And Clint Longley comes in as a backup quarterback, and he throws the ball down the field. And Drew Pearson makes an incredible catch uh, to win the game for the Cowboys at 1974. 
unreal moment of uh, of cowboy football history uh, when you start to talk about the and I've been to I can't tell you how many Thanksgiving Day games that I've been to but that's the one that that always because you know when Roger Staubach was out of the game you just think the Cowboys are done and here's Clint Longley launches his pass and Drew Pearson with an incredible catch to to end the game and, and to beat the Redskins was a quite a memory for a, a kid at the time that was 11 years old. Was that, and then since you've, uh, you, you, you've got that in the memory banks, was that Dwayne Thomas's first game back against them? Uh, I'm trying to remember that if it, it was, may have been the year after. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, Dwayne was such a, it was so interesting when you start to He's, talk he about scored. I know he scored that game. He scored before the. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, I mean, I just, like I said, I just remember the, really the ending of that game. And I remember how tough of a game. It really was. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I mean, Dwayne Thomas, he was the – you talk about the modern day. If there was, like, Twitter and Instagram and all the social media He'd platforms, have been all over it. This would have been one of those things because Dwayne Thomas would just – he was a great player, but, man, he was so different. I mean, he was different. He was a different kind of player. And – you know, in an era where players were kind of like there was really there's no free agency or movement or anything like that. And, you know, if you if you really made somebody mad, they'd trade you to Green Bay or Buffalo or one of those things. And, you know, it was but he he was a he was an incredible player, incredible player that that always was kind of like in Tom Landry's doghouse for like attitude and stuff like that. It was him and. Calvin Hill was a great player at time. Man, this those teams in the seventies were. I loved going to Texas Stadium and watching those games. I, I grew up watching those those old teams play, and it, those were a lot of fun. Fun days. Hopefully, some uh, good memories will be made this Thursday. I'll tell you what, they haven't played pretty well on Thanksgiving the last no. few years. No, it'd be yeah. it'd be nice to get that back on track. Let's yeah. have like a uh, like one of like Romo throwing five touchdowns against Tampa. Like yeah. let's. Have those Thanksgiving Day games. Great memories. Uh, We will be back here with you guys again one more time before Thanksgiving, and then we'll probably hit you Friday uh, with a post-game show reaction. Until then, we will talk to you guys later.